Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast, a series for recruiters by recruiters. I'm Danny Reinert, and in each episode, I have candid conversations about careers in recruitment with some of the best talent that Teamings has to offer. They'll be giving you a glimpse into the highs and lows of their recruitment careers, their motivations and drivers, and their secret to success in the industry. You can listen and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and other favorite podcast platforms. Let's meet our next guest. Hi, Harry. So thanks for joining us on another Secrets of Success. Um, As you can tell, Harry's at the office. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. mm, So I think for a start, uh, maybe you want to give us a quick introduction about yourself? Yeah, of course. So uh, my name's Harry. Um, I've been at Eames for nearly nine months now. Um, I relocated from London to Singapore. First time, obviously, moving abroad, but previous to that, I had worked in London for eight years, mainly across technical recruitment uh, within mm-hmm. development and engineering. So yeah. um, I'm doing the same markets out here, same same technology, same software engineering focus, but obviously shifted my knowledge from a London-based knowledge to a Singapore-focused. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I mean, that's it. Now that I've been in Singapore for a while, um, how do you like it? Yeah, I love it. Really, really pleased we did the move. Obviously, we moved just at the back end of COVID. Uh, I suppose I know it's still ongoing now, but we moved in November last year. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people, but me and my wife, didn't really understand why. And mm-hmm. I don't know, we, we was a bit like, oh, that's quite a big move. And we never really saw it as that big of a move because we knew mm-hmm. that it's something that we wanted. So I think there was a lot of expectation for us to, yeah. I suppose, land and settle in and find somewhere we want to live and go do all like the traveling that everybody says that you can do from Singapore in the region but so far you know we haven't even managed to do that much traveling but we absolutely love it here so far like we're really really pleased that we made the move. Yeah and I think it's interesting how you mentioned that um, that the move is not that big a move but actually you moved across yeah. the world, right to Singapore yeah, yeah. worried about a lot of people think it is actually yeah yeah yeah. yeah, well, we, we, we essentially, you know, exactly. It's not, I think a lot of people here from England in particular will move because of their job. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people say get relocated here because they, they have a reason to be here through their jobs. Whereas we, I suppose, a slightly different avenue when mm. we're going to uproot our lives in England where we'd been, obviously our whole lives in London where we'd lived for 12 years um, yeah. and gone, okay, we'll just plant ourselves somewhere new, 14 <laughs> hours away from everybody that we know. <laughs> okay, well, but glad to hear you're enjoying yourself. I think that that's the most important, right? And also that you transit mm. in a different company as well. So you are not in Eames, mm. like then you yeah. came here to Eames Singapore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And since you actually mentioned you were covering similar areas back um, home and in Singapore, um, yeah. same, same, but different, right? So then what yeah. are the differences you've seen and what are the similarities as well just to hear from you yeah so i think the similarities easy the easiest one that everybody sees in the news at the moment is the demand for good technical talent good engineers um yeah. i think there's a worldwide want and need for um good engineers good developers yeah. that's you know where the biggest similarity is i'd say then that feeds into one of the biggest differences is the demand for say like local talent 
yeah. within Singapore, I think for a local engineer, a local candidate could essentially sit and probably look for a job forever. They could have limitless options and, and kind of get a lot of um, a lot of offers towards the end of a process, right? I, I think that is the, one of the biggest differences that if, if someone that's good applies for 10 jobs, they could probably get eight job offers uh, okay. within a few weeks, which is, you know, it's, it's different to a, a process that say you would run in London because for one, you know, I think to push yourself out to say that 10 jobs, I think you'd eventually say that actually eight of them aren't quite right for you and you'd settle down to like two or three. Whereas we see here a lot of the offers that I've had particularly recently for candidates, we're competing yeah. against maybe four, five, six, seven other offers, which is, mm -hmm. you know, emotionally tough to deal with. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, managing expectations across uh, from my boss and, and obviously the clients and obviously the candidate as well. Yeah. Um, I suppose another difference would be the pool, like the size of the market here. I think the yeah. demand for actual headcount and need mm. is similar, right? We, we have clients that are hiring across anywhere from three to 30 engineers. Yeah. We can look regionally, of course, but still mm. while, you know, um, employment passes, etc., struggling to be approved from outside the country, mm. you know, it is it is very different to then try and headhunt from a pool that is essentially the size smaller than London for a whole country. <laughs> okay. You know? yeah, yeah, so it is, it is so different. Even more need, you, you feel, in terms of, like, a geographical-wise and stuff compared to even, in like, within London itself, in Singapore, then? Say that again, sorry. Yeah, so it's, it's then you feel in Singapore it's even more niche in terms of headhunting. And yeah, for sure. There's there's still a, like there's still a lot. There's still enough. Say in particular from a recruitment point of view, there's enough for mm -hmm. someone to come and, and look at a particular market and do very well. And yeah. then I suppose from a like a candidate and client point of view, if you are mm -hmm. put yourself out there in the right way and run a good process and, and a, yeah. you know you are patient with a the process, there's enough <laughs> out there for for everybody to do well, which is a, a really good sign, I suppose, for technical recruitment, job hunting, and and hirers in Singapore. Yeah. It's just exactly as you say, like I think what the population of Singapore is six million, right? Or mm. less. Yeah. So eventually you kind of work your way through a certain candidate pool mm. if they want a very niche skill set. So I do see a lot of flexibility with our, our clients when we try to speak to a lot of our clients that I know this is your ideal. Mm. Um but however, if you would look at X, Y, and Z, and I do feel here the receptiveness mm -hmm. towards recruitment consulting yeah. in general is a lot more than say in the United Kingdom as well. I think people are, are potentially way more willing to listen okay. um, <laughs> and kind of take advice and, and feedback from the market because I think the market is a bit more vocal to be like, I'm interested in this, but not in this. I, I can do this, but not this, you know? Mm. Cool. Okay. Learning about the differences. I feel like we've spoken about this before, but I have never yeah. asked that detail to, till today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, just in general, I don't know whether it's because it's a smaller recruitment market mm. um, that people potentially uh, interact with recruiters differently. I think that, that people will, will make a lot more time here. Mm. Uh, for even a conversation to tell you that they're not looking or that they're, they're not actually that interested in your job. People, yeah. I think, are way, uh, pol very polite to, to kind of dismiss an opportunity or tell you exactly what their thoughts are around something. Mm, okay, versus in the UK, I think if the person is not interested, what I'm hearing is they will just ignore. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you, know, <laughs> you still get that here. I've been ghosted a few times here as well. I think it is just the perception that, 
like in, in England, it's it is different. There's so many recruitment agencies and so many recruiters flooding. So like a particular space, I know it's like known to be like an uh, aggressive and, and very uh, uh, congested market. So maybe recruiters in the United Kingdom are seen as a little bit more dispensable to a candidate. Whereas here, I think, you know, there are maybe four or five agencies that work specifically within tech, within mm. banking, right? Yeah. And we're one of them. So you don't want to burn your bridges mm. with said recruiter that recruits in your area because then suddenly you're 20% down from the potential recruiters you could work with. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. So it's like the ratio of the recruiters to the candidates then. That's what you're yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably actually. Yeah, 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 yeah it's a lot, okay. a lot fairer, yeah, for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I hear you. No, it's, it's just really interesting because I've always seen the Singapore market, given that Singapore is so small as well, that it is um, relatively saturated too. Mm. So, yeah, so that's it. I think hearing from your perspective from a London side, then, you know, we'll show this comparison. I've always seen Singapore as a pretty saturated market already mm. in terms mm. of people or like um, good headhunters and everything. Yeah, I think I think reputation comes into it as well. Uh, oh, yeah. Like Eames have a really good name in Singapore. I haven't spoken to anybody that um, would turn around and be like, "Oh, we don't we don't work with Eames," you know. So I think that there is that. You know, I, I've probably had quite a soft landing, um, so people are way more receptive to me because I have, say, I'm Harry from Eames Consulting behind me rather than uh, another agency that might not be as respected here. Mm, okay, okay. No, I think the platform definitely makes a difference, right? And of mm. course, the platform is made of people, so I guess it boils down to us, you and I. But anyways, mm. um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so no, anyways, that's it. Uh, why I thought to ask you to come on Secrets of Success is, of course, even though you've joined the business for about close to a year or so, um, you've actually done extremely well in transitioning, right? From the time that you landed in Singapore to like the last few months, and then we actually saw all your deals come through as well yeah, um, and yeah it's a good month i'm doing this video call yeah if you asked me to do it four weeks ago i might have been less less likely to say yes um, yeah no but that's it that's it i think we have to celebrate our successes more so and um and just wanted to just hear from you you know what are then you feel the few things that contributed to your success um in the last couple of months or even the past few years as well you know as a person so just really yeah. keep to hear from you on this portion yeah, so I don't know. It, it's I don't, I don't think it's ever like big secrets, right? And I think everybody or anybody that's done recruitment for you know anything over kind of eighteen months to two years mm. will kind of get it when I say it's it's about how I like to like conduct myself say within the market. I, I never want to be known for someone that is purely like transactional per se. You know, I, I like to think even though it's gutting when yeah. someone turns down your offer at the end of it they'll still kind of look you in the eye or shake their hand or, or come and meet you for a coffee and say look thanks for all your efforts it just wasn't the right role for me yeah um so you've at least done your side of the process right and i think for me it's like what keeps me i suppose sane in in this job yeah. is at least know that you are delivering something positive to what can be quite a stressful mm. period for someone right so whether mm. that's someone job hunting or searching for talent, we've yeah. all hired and we've all kind of looked for jobs before. Mm. It is stressful and it is hard and it is, some people make it look seamlessly easy, some people make it look desperately hard. Yeah. So to be that person and have an impact positively, mm. hopefully anyway, yeah. to most people mm. that will hear this, um, <laughs> that, you know, you could turn around and be like, actually, yeah, he, he did help or 
you know, how he did prep me at least for a couple of interviews and maybe he wasn't quite right with his prep, but at least he tried or, you know, you know, he found me this amazing job, but it wasn't quite right for me at the time or he found me this amazing job and I've been there two years. That's, mm-hmm. I suppose, what keeps me going in it. We obviously have, you know, the, the monetary side of recruitment and the fact it's a sales job, which, mm-hmm. you know, probably keeps people in it if you, if you are successful and you can get over that initial kind of 18 month to two year period in particular. You know, the rewards, look what I've done from someone that has, you know, a degree in history. I work <laughs> in technical recruitment and I just moved halfway across the world, right? And it's it's opportunities like that, I think, within recruitment that you can just keep, you, you know, you can basically do anything and, and do anything you want with it. Yeah. I think the portion on um, you mentioned about how you impact someone positively when you're going through a certain situation or in terms of job finding, because it can be stressful. Yeah, right. Um, and I think yeah. a lot of people kind of, um, it is an understatement to say that it's, it's um, something that's easy to do, right? To actually impact mm. someone in the process and, and then kind of mm. uh, move yourself emotionally as well in the situation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that's it. it. Like, you know, at least I, I suppose the set, I, we'll not go on to one of the second things I think, you know, mm. to be successful in recruitment is the hard work and the perseverance side of it, right? That's kind of a given. I think that's the point, right? Once you, you work really hard for people. And, and yeah. I think unless you do, you know, we, I run a continuous based model, right, for recruitment. So unless we have two people that say yes at the end of it, because you don't yeah. earn any money off of it. So essentially, especially from a candidate point of view, it's a free mm. service. Yeah. Knowing why someone's turning down your offer doesn't mm. necessarily make it easier, but at least you kind of understand why right mm-hmm. at least then you can justify it to your boss or yourself yeah and you, you can only do that by doing a good job i think you can only mm-hmm. do that by actually oh, having an impact on someone's yeah. job search right yeah. yeah um it doesn't like i say it doesn't make it any easier and again like i think one of the biggest things i've had to kind of go over in my last six months in particular you know i've had mm-hmm. a ton of offers say turned down it's that perseverance mm-hmm. um you know, from someone that and um, a few people that will probably hear this that I've worked with in the past would say like I would coast through some weeks working in the UK just because I knew the market so well I knew mm-hmm. my clients well I knew my candidates well you know yeah. I, I could pretty much on tick over do quite well yeah. coming here completely new environment completely new people uh-huh. you know it's not as much of a say a culture shock as I first thought you know mm-hmm. from how perceptive people are to a guy like me working in Singapore yeah um but definitely the perseverance side of my say skill set my God, that's been tested over the last kind of six to nine months uh, into the last you know couple of months because it's been, you know, the self-doubt comes in, the self, like, oh, my God, have yeah. I made a mistake here? Mm. Should should we have made this move? I was, you know, good at recruitment in London. Now I can't do I can't do a deal to save my life, you know. I'd say for anybody, I, you know, I'm only talking from like eight years' experience. There's probably people with 15, 20 years' experience that will still yeah. experience this and be like, well, yeah, duh, of course you have to have perseverance in recruitment. But... Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I found it relatively straightforward and easy towards the end of my time in London. Yeah. Almost starting again here. I think, you know, just remember to go back to basics. Yeah. Doing doing everything again that you would have learned in your first six months. Mm-hmm. You know, just believing essentially that, you know, I've done it before, you can do it again. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully, like you say, now I'm reaping the rewards of it a bit. I still mm-hmm. know that you know there's more to come, hopefully, but it's you know, it's just that reminder that actually you're not invincible and you do have to continue to work hard regardless how long you've been doing something, you know? 
Yeah, no, it, those are really wise words though. I hope that, I mean, whoever that starts a recruitment career, whether is it, you know, that they actually switch from a different industry or that mm. they're similar to you, they're coming from, you know, a different place to Singapore, they will remember these things and to like keep mm. things, um, op I mean, uh, to be a bit more optimistic. Like even yeah, when yeah. around us are just like really difficult, we hear a lot of funny things, right, from the news and yeah. everything, but that belief and optimism really will you know, help to bring the person through like different yeah, things yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, I think I'm very lucky here that especially since we've been coming back to the office and we are we are way more of like a team. I mm -hmm. suppose we were in our, my first three months because we were still working from home. <laughs> At least having, and again, I suppose if you want another key takeaway for it, it's that <laughs> um, confidence to speak about yeah. when things aren't going right or yeah. instead of internally like eternalizing everything and being like, oh my God, what if this happens? Oh my God, what if that happens? Just yeah. vocalize it and talk to someone with more, less experience, same experience, different experience. Mm. Um, you know, we've got a few personalities in the office that almost overhear your conversations and want to help all the time anyway, right? So, it like anybody in recruitment that is, I don't know, struggling or, you know, is, is you know, going through tough times and, and not getting the performance they want, mm. like talk to people about it because it, What's the sayings like a problem shares a problem cared or something whatever the old-fashioned <laughs> thing is like if it helps and yeah. people that know me know that I can't stop talking usually mm -hmm. but sometimes I will go into my shell a bit and then I'll have to force myself to be like actually put my hand up something's not right here I need help yeah yeah and I think that portion is something that a lot of people have to learn and I think to share from more mm. of like the Asian um, context right mm. uh, and you're nodding profusely because I think you're, you know I'm gonna say yeah um, I think generally in Singapore, in terms of an Asian culture, we tend to be a bit more reserved. So in mm. terms of, you know, saying that, hey, you know, there's a there's an issue that I sense and all these things, it takes time to kind of, um, yeah. uh, kind of a strength or basically like confidence mm -hmm. to kind of say, you know, like, like, okay, I really need help here and stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I think that is something that it's, it's really, really a good to have. And I think for the fact that you're able to bring that up or kind of, um, say that you know there's something that you recognize yeah. as well that would be good yeah, yeah. Cool. if you ever see me cry yeah. at my desk just mm. don't panic <laughs> don't panic yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i think this last portion that you mentioned is seems pretty similar to the advice that you're going to give i mean i'm just linking it to to you know the portion of advice and everything right so i think you mentioned your few things um that kind of brought you to where you are now and how you actually became successful in the last couple of months um but what then do you think um are some i think tips that you would want to give to um i don't know someone that could potentially want to join recruitment um someone in our our line of business you know since we are chatting <laughs> yeah uh I think, I think as much as I just said, I had to kind of relearn it. You get to a certain point when you join recruitment, everything feels like really new. Mm -hmm. Everything feels like you're learning every day. And then it's not like, say, for instance, you're working with machinery or you're working, you know, with software or you're yeah. uh, kind of analyzing something. If you mm -hmm. kind of mess up or you make a mistake, it's with yeah. other people because yeah. we essentially are. We deal with people on both sides of the mm -hmm. spectrum, right? Clients and candidates. Yeah. And it's to remember that, like, everybody makes mistakes, especially in your first six months, a year, two years. I still make mistakes today. I, today, mm -hmm. genuinely today, I sent an interview confirmation to the wrong candidate. Like, I st <laughs> everybody still makes mistakes. I've got two candidates with 
similar names, accidentally sent it to the wrong candidate to get an email back two minutes later to say, sorry, mate, I think you've got the wrong candidate again. You know, when you call a wrong number, it, it, it just happens. Yeah. So, you know, whether you're, I suppose, in a new career in recruitment or wanting to get into recruitment, mm-hmm. advice would be like, stick with it. I think there's a lot of... Um, a lot of people's perception around recruitment that potentially haven't done recruitment for any time longer than say 12 to 18 months that it's really hard really strict you don't get much freedom you're always working it's just not the case like yeah there's a steep learning curve yes yeah. it is hard work mm. yes there is you know the side of it that is kind of a lot of rejections and, and you do have to grow a thick skin quickly yeah. but then the rewards out the back of it you know yeah. if, if you and kind of see through the clouds and get the clarity and mm. you know you get to the point where you understand what you're doing on a day-to-day basis and, and you know you, you have the autonomy to essentially you know some of the best advice I ever got was get to the point where you're running your own business within a business yeah and that's essentially what recruitment gives you a platform to do mm. you know and then you know the, the monetary rewards of it if, if that's what you want to pursue you know that mm. there's kind of unlimited amount of money to earn yeah. if you want to travel everywhere needs people to find people you know exactly my experience you know I've, I've decided we want to move halfway across the world three years ago and we did it um and you know if, if even if you the recruitment side of it you don't love I know many people that wanted to get into say management and kind of strategy and sales strategy I know so many people that have gone through that tree as well so you know don't look at it as I find CVs and I send them to jobs Mm. add quality look to know what you actually want to do long term and yeah. you know it's, it's a career that you could go anywhere and do anything with if, like I know that sounds super cheesy but it, you, you can literally do whatever you want to do with like a good platform in recruitment sure mm, yeah okay that's some really good advice not honestly honestly I think in terms of um I've spoken to so many people um I actually asked them about okay what do you what would you give in terms of like advice or tips right and I think um what you really mentioned about um looking at things from a longer term perspective you know Mm. and so not just thinking about the role being um I mean just like a typical recruiter you know look at a job fill a job yeah yeah you know, like, so add a bit of yourself, add a bit of, yeah. you know, like, mentioned quality, and uh, with the long-term plans that you have in mind, it will actually mm. be a very fulfilling career, which I completely Yeah, agree. for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think, I don't know, I think it's different in Singapore, because I know, you know, you do a bit more work experience, say, through university, mm. and if anybody in the United Kingdom that will watch this, I would honestly say that 80 to 90% of people that get into recruitment fall into recruitment. I did the yeah. exact same thing. Yeah. You kind of look at it to go, right, this is something I'm going to do after university. It pays quite a good basic salary compared to what all of my mates are on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you actually look at it as a career and, you know, as a prospect for, okay, you know, where can I earn quite good money and mm-hmm. not have to sacrifice, say, like six years of my life doing exams, i.e. like a doctor. You can earn doctor money in recruitment within X amount of years if you if you work hard and, you know, get get good at it essentially and and perform well Mm. which is crazy to think that it's a career with literally zero entry to requirements really yeah I know obviously if you want to move countries and stuff you probably need a degree but you you literally don't need any qualifications you just need to understand what your purpose is Mm. you you know you can you can earn so much money in it which is ridiculous really (laughs) and do it well of course yeah exactly yeah of course yeah okay cool sounds good so i think that's pretty much it harry if there's anything you want to add um feel free to do so but if not i think i'm good for our no, oh yeah all good 
<laughs> okay. Anyways, okay. So thank you. Thanks for that. Cheers. Thank you.